All right, I'm gonna go ahead and test my mic. This bitch is squeaky as all fuck. Well, well, come. Oh no. Oh, back. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back. Yeah. What's welcome up, you back. guys? What's up, you guys? Uh, it, it's uh, it's uh, Seamus and Trey again. Yeah, again. For the first time in a long, long, long time. time. See, it's like we're saying this, you know, finishing each other's uh, meals. Wow. That Whoa, was actually, that, that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, we are on the same track. Yeah. We are ready. I was about to say Paige, so maybe not. Oh, yeah. Fuck. God. God, we can't just, we just can't get our wires to, to connect. Yeah, why are yeah. like that? Why are we like that? Fuck. Why are we Fuck. like that? You know, I've had some I've had some weird acting teachers uh, uh, over the course of my uh, acting training. You know, uh, we we had the same ones in high school, and then mm-hmm. and then in college, I just had this uh, colorful cast of characters as all of my acting teachers, and they all were crazy in one individual way. Uh, one of their one of my teachers' dogs was racist. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think that makes the the teacher crazy. I met a surprising well, amount of she racist was crazy dogs. outside of that, but let's not get into <laughs> Why it. Why is that what you focus on? <laughs> because I, it's it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah, but this. All right, fine. Continue. <laughs> that's the thing that's crazy about this otherwise crazy woman. Yes, and then there was another really zen teacher, uh, who I really much appreciated, named Doc Moon. Yes, yes, I've heard about what Doc a, Moon. What a, what a soothing name. Yeah. And what a soothing person behind it. Sounds like you were through the moon about her. Yeah, yeah. Over the moon. <sighs> Fuck, I'm just messing up these phrases. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, each one has their strength and weakness. I, I learned little things from each of them. And uh, and now here we are. So, uh, yeah, what you know, what does that have to do with anything, uh, you Trey? Know, you know, I, I was I can't put the pieces there. together. Yeah, so. yeah, you, you really can't. I think that um, we should bury that joke. Okay, let's it. bury it. Let's kill it. Yeah. You didn't need that kill it. You know, it's just we're on the bury track. No, we're we're going to murder we're it. We're going to assassinate it. Okay, all right. It's starting to sound pretty 1963 up in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we may need to cut that. <laughs> when was that? Okay, cool. <laughs> Three minutes in. Hey, man. Hey, man. Leave uh, leave Anzin's ancestors alone. Yes. And that'll be a joke for people to scroll back and look at our guest list to find out what it means. <laughs> However, um, yeah, what's been going on this week, man? How, how have you been? Oh, I've been good. Been good, you know? Yeah. Uh, busy. Really fucking busy, man. You and I, this, you know, we've been gone for like two months. I think our last podcast, it had also been about a month for the one before that. And yeah. we opened it with being like, hey, sorry, we've been gone for a long time. And then here we are again. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've been spacing it out. We've been busy in production on the sketches, uh, busy with work, busy with life. Yeah. Just uh, uh, not been going able on. to find the time as much lately. But, you know, here we are. We're hopping yeah. back on it, getting back in the groove. Yeah, luckily, you know, I'm working in marketing, so the, the writer's strike isn't uh, isn't screwing things over. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which is good, as much as I want to support the strike, but also I'm glad it doesn't affect my job, because this is, it is expensive. Yeah, dude, that is that is a crazy thing happening right now. And you see all these people uh, just taking to the streets with the pit, uh, picket line, you know, yeah. just 
um, standing their ground. It's it's really awesome to see all the people who have showed up to yeah. to that picket line. Yeah, I'm very very supportive of it. Um, I also mm-hmm. hope it ends soon because I hope the companies relent and uh, give in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It would be great to resume uh, this industry. Yeah, no, that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I know. I keep hearing of uh, a lot of production people um, from Colorado. Not not like personal friends of mine, but friends of friends that um, uh, are moving back home Nerds. because you know. <laughs> <laughs> sure you're, you're talking about nerds yeah i'm talking about nerds okay uh, cool. the candy just uh, had to make n- not oh. the bullyable people oh okay uh, bullyable people is that, <laughs> is that your definition of nerd, My definition of nerd. <laughs> there's two definitions all right i'm like urban dictionary i got mm-hmm. two one of them is bullyable people and the other one is me <laughs> oh uh-huh. you're a monster yeah i was just telling my coworkers. uh one of them gave me a ride home a little while ago and uh in the car I was telling them that I went when I was a kid. I was in the the gifted, talented program, which I, I hate saying. I sound I, it makes me feel so fucking pretentious mm-hmm. when I say it. Oh which yeah, really? It was just it was you like regular classes, but yeah. they gave us more homework. It was awful. Um, oh yeah, that but uh, yeah, I was saying that, and then uh, what my other coworkers were calling me a nerd, and I was like, oh yeah, we were nerds and proud, and <laughs> that's why they bullied us. <laughs> now i feel bad uh, i'm okay. gonna cover it up by just doubling down you fucking nerd listen uh being a nerd is actually in now that's why yeah, it really the is the gamer boys get all the uh, the goth girls yeah i try to embrace my uh my nerd but i'm just like i'm not enough of a gamer gamer i don't, I don't video game i don't play video games i was about to say i don't video game play very much yeah i <laughs> I play a little too much. Uh, I've been kind of back mm-hmm. recently, but it's it's hard, you know. I my job, I work at Activision, and yeah. um, it's playing the game in a way. Yeah, yeah, definitely part of it. It's actually it's very cool. You know, this mm-hmm. job was definitely it was designed for me. I love cinematography, I love editing, and I love playing Absolutely. video games, and I do all three of those at this job. Mm-hmm. I, I I cinemagraph games and then edit them. Yeah, dude, and it's badass seeing you excel at this job. I don't really use Excel. That's more like the producers do that a you lot. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take that compliment right back. You're right back. You know, there we just go. Like right back. Yeah. Goes thank in you. That's pocket, what I was hoping for. Goes in this pocket. You see which pocket it's going into? You don't, not a real pocket. Yeah, you don't have there, a pocket there. You dumb it's piece of shit. It's an imaginary pocket. Yes, and you're pretty asshole. much just touching your own nipple. I yeah, wish we'd well, be filming sometimes it. Sometimes I need to feel good. Can we film it? I don't know. Do you got a camera? Oh, it's uh, already. Yeah. Oh, the listener can't see this, but I'm looking over at my my cinema camera that's just built <laughs> two feet away from Trey. Ready to go. Ready to go. Why is it so ready to go, Seamus? Have you been uh, filming some home videos lately? I have. I have yeah. been filming home videos. Uh, mm-hmm. Spicy home videos. Spicy home videos. OnlyFans content. No, not OnlyFans. Yeah. Everyone can enjoy. Yeah. All stands. Yeah. All stands. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was funny because uh, since so you see how it's facing the corner, um, yeah. I first built it because actually we've you know we've just been using it enough that I'm like I'm not fucking I'm not gonna tear down this whole camera for the comedy time. sketches yeah. to be clear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, to clarify. <laughs> uh, but for a while I had it like it, the, its resting position was just facing my bed, and then uh, I was like two. It was not a while, like two or three days, and then mm. on like the third day I was kind of laying there in the morning, and I looked over and I'm like, wow, I'm alone in this bed and I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Turn this camera to- facing towards the corner. Yeah, that's fair. You you feel like you're uh, you're being spied on by by the man upstairs. Yeah, by my own powered is. off digital yeah. camera. Yeah, but the man upstairs is you. You're yeah. the man upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Literally in our house as well. Yes, yes, yes. Top floor boy. Top floor boy. Actually, I started turning my my webcam facing up because uh, usually you know it faces the direction of my bed. The same discomfort. Yeah. yeah. 
That one, I think, a lot more plausible. Yeah. Uh, like what was, yeah. A few months ago, I was reading some celebrity uh, was like blackmailed with videos. Somebody hacked into their webcam oh, and yeah. had like you know had, had videos of them doing things. Was blackmailing them to get money from it. I thought that was just a fucking TV show plot. No, I, I thought you think that it would be, but no, that was I don't remember who it Jesus was. Christ. I was reading about that. That's horrible, ago. though. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's spooky, you know. You you look into the stuff that the uh, the NSA have been up to over time. What's, what's the NSA been up to? They're listening to everything. Yeah, pro- especially this podcast. Oh God, am I just summoning attention to us? Yeah, man. Yeah, c- bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take you on. Yeah. <laughs> Square up. Square. <laughs> Is that your favorite shape? Square? Yeah. Nah, dude. Give me nah. a real answer. Don't bullshit me. Well, I just said nah. Yeah. I mean, you just asked if that was my favorite shape. You didn't ask <laughs> what my favorite shape was. What you asked if a square. Shape? There we go. Now, that, Trey, is a fantastic question. You know, surprisingly, so I haven't been asked that since like elementary ever, school or, until yeah. uh, about two days ago, actually, when what? Lee asked me that. Very first time I'd ever been asked, and I was like, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. And I really was not expecting to be asked again by a totally different fucking person. Have you made up your mind? No. Make up your mind right now. Right now. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. We're going to see how this shapes up. One. Octagon. No. (laughs) No, no. Fucking octagon. Hold on. I immediately changed my mind. You know, that's one of the things. As soon as you You say you're forced to choose something, you say it out loud and you're like, wait, no, no, that's awful. Okay, give me a second. A pentagram. Pentagram. That, I guess, oh, okay. I will not elaborate further, if that's what you're wondering. <laughs> you didn't ask it, but your eyes were searching and questioning. No, no, that's that's honestly that's honestly a, a fair and acceptable answer that I'm more than happy to walk away with. Yeah, yeah, fair. What's your favorite shape? Triangle. I'm Trey. <laughs> <laughs> no Isn't explanation necessary. That's yeah. enough. I have no questions. They've all been answered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta go with what what's in your gut. What's in your gut? A lot of beer. Uh, uh, uh-huh. couple of, uh, protein bars. Uh huh. Tell me what else. Uh, my knife. Oh, why are you stowing it away? Yeah, I wouldn't say stowing, but I like that you took a stab at that guess. All right. Well, I'm bleeding out. Speaking Trey. of stabbing acting teachers, uh, Trey has a confession. Uh, all those colorful characters he was talking about—they were all in his head. Oh, but they make me such a good actor. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and this is all, uh, of course, in reference to the great new HBO series. Not new. It just ended. Yeah. We are saying Old goodbye news. to Bill Hader's Barry. Uh, Bless you. Thank you. Leave the door open the podcast with Trey Coachaver and Seamus Curley. Produced by me, Seamus Curley. Barry. Barry, Barry, Barry. Barry Berkman. And Berkman. just going to say this right now, spoiler warning... Spoilers for Barry. Go watch Barry if you haven't. Watch all four seasons right now in one day. Right now. Yeah, you won't be emotionally fucking scarred at the end. Hey, it starts off as a a fun little comedy. It's so fun, right? it's so fun. 
It's a, it was it was. it was fun. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was very it's very fun. Uh through season 2. Through up until the last episode, season 2. I sh- I want to yes. I want to say. Yes. Yeah, through season 2. Up until yeah. the last episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> what a goddamn show. What what was your initial reaction to finishing the entire show? What was like what was the first thing buzzing through your head? I believe that I said the word damn and then sat silently for about four minutes just staring at the credits. Yeah. It really is just quite the uh, quite an interesting place where it ends, uh, contrasting from where it began with yeah. this killer who wanted to be good, but kind yeah. of his, his fate was sealed yeah. from the very beginning. And what I love so much about the show is how every character by the end kind of sealed their own fate. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I think, man, this show's just crazy. Like, mm-hmm. it's the first. It's so funny at first and just fun, and it's, mm-hmm. it is still dark. Like, obviously, it's a very yeah. dark premise. Um, it is dark the whole time, but it's really funny and like it makes light of everything. And then, mm-hmm. man, it gets so dark, and it's still so it dark. maintains the weird quirkiness. But it's just it's fucked up, man. Some fucked up shit happens in that show. It they really do, and and the characters have such an effect on everything that happens. I mean, Barry is so interesting in the like inner turmoil and the inner killer that he's trying to keep in. And when he thinks he's letting out some honesty, people just think it's part of the actor bit. Like with Gene in that first uh, episode when he professes that monologue to him and Gene's like, what's that from? Yeah. It's like it was always like that. It's just like when he was actually being real and honest. Yeah. I, oh man. There's so there's so much to talk about the show because yeah, it's man. At, at a point, I'm a, I'm at a loss for words for it. It's mm. one of the most unique things I've seen on television. Yeah. And and yeah, I think the way that the last episode ties in uh, fiction and reality like 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 specifically like acting and how stories are told versus the reality of something mm-hmm. is just so interesting because yeah if, if you compare it to the end of the first episode that monologue that he gives literally talking about his life uh and then it's taken as fiction mm-hmm. um and then the very last scene is talking about his life but it is fiction exactly um it's yeah and <sighs> and that movie at the very end what a commentary on based on a true story movies and the the way America kind of shifts the narrative on things mm-hmm. to the most convenient plot. Yeah. Especially with Hollywood where it turns mm-hmm. things into, you know, like an action movie or something big and yeah, portrays characters in, in an incorrect way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and, you know, it's definitely... I think the movie at the end is a is a hyper version of that, but the point still stands. Like... Even the you know the story itself is ridiculous and crazy enough. That's why we loved it. That's why we watched it. And then they dramatize it into something that's absurd. Yeah. <sighs> and how going back to like how they all seal their own fates. How Gene. How how Barry before Gene kills him, was about to turn himself in. Yeah. The game was over, and then Gene would have been cleared, of any wrongdoing. He would have been innocent. And they both would have had a just ending in that way. Yeah. But because Gene was at the end of his rope, 
with all of the bad that he had done. He just decided to double down in that bad and finish the job, in yeah. a sense, and thus condemning himself. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man, and same it's... with Noho Hank. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, so it's interesting. Um, I, you know, with the time jump and everything. Noho Hank's my favorite character. One of my all-time mm-hmm. favorite TV characters. And was only going to be in a little bit of the beginning. Like yeah. when he got shot in the car, that was supposed to be it. Yeah, but, but they just loved him so much they kept him around. Amazing, be- like he, best character in the show. Oh, absolutely. he's so unique and goofy. Um, so I remember when they have that huge time jump in season four, which is fucking crazy. By Mind the way, boggling. yeah. Um, I think actually uh, on a side note, uh, that is, I've never the that and uh, House of the Dragon are the two best uses of time jumps. I think that I've ooh that and Arcane. Those three things, all yeah. recently. Yeah, there's. Um, yeah, I think it's for me, it, True Detective as well. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. It's it's just a it's such a bold choice for you know a show or a movie to do, uh, and mm-hmm. it's it's tough to pull off. Um. And Barry nailed it. It's so sudden. Um. I remember Bill Hader talking about it, where he was basically saying like, "What would happen if all the characters got what they wanted?" Yeah. Um. You know, and I, I don't think it's true across the board necessarily. But Barry got what he wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Him and Sally run off, and you know he's he's out of the the game, and yeah. just a Family Guy now. Uh, no, Hank miserable. is a mob boss. I also heard um, some interesting things about Sally that you know she had really given up on acting when she decided to run away with Barry, and it was almost like she was playing the role of this waitress. Yeah, and that was fulfilling enough for a period of time. Yeah. And then she just completely needed out. Um, that scene where the room gets destroyed. Um, yeah, what by the, the fuck was that? Man, I believe that was Sally's inner, like, demon or monster kind of shaking her awake. Because none of it's real by the end. It's like a bus is hitting them. But it's just like, it's the final nudge that she needed to get out of there. Yeah. Well, do you think that any of it was real? Do you like? Do you think that guy came back and attacked her, or do you think any of no, that shaking happened, of or if she was just like she had that vision kind of and just took her son and left? I think. Yeah, that's why I think. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's uh, what the actress. Uh, I forget her name, but I read an interview, and that's kind of how she interpreted that scene. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, I have no idea. That scene was wild. Yeah. Um, and also with Sally, like the end, um, her being like a, a theater teacher yeah like Jean, and her kind of setting aside all of her vain her vanity for the most part but still needing that little bit of validation as yeah. he checking in with her son it was good though right you know like yeah um but also like showing that she's changed in that she like turned down that dude i love hardcore. when she did that i was like yes girl fuck those guys they suck <laughs> and then you have that shot of her face as she's driving away and she looks over at the flowers and they're enough yeah they're enough for her so that's kind of a happy ending for her happy ending for um fugues yeah that one's surprising but yeah on sally real quick i think it's her character is so well done because yeah. you kind of hate her for most of the show. I She's just kind of like annoying. For so long. And yet, when she gets one of the only happy endings in the show, you're so happy for her. Yeah. I was so happy that she got that. She deserved it. I forgave every annoying thing that she did. I'm like, no, you were fucking, you were abused. 
by Barry and all these people, and I'm so happy that you moved on. Yeah, and, when when she was when she left Barry, I was like, yeah, yeah, he's been a fucking monster this season. Yeah, season three. Yeah, yeah, and from then on, I thought she was justified in pretty much all the decisions she made. But you know, she still had that. She's very egocentric. She's very much what a typical actor could be. Yeah described as yeah. i think it's it's very interesting watching the whole show from uh the perspective of i haven't done as much theater as you but mm. um just knowing some theater people uh, yeah. there's very chill people in theater and then there are your stereotypical theater people and i think that the character of sally and most of the acting class actually are based yeah. off of probably bill Hader's experiences with other actors that he met in theater oh most um, certainly and the other writers yeah, yeah it's absolutely. it's it's so accurate and at times you're just like fuck i've met that person <laughs> especially the theater teacher reminds me of one theater teacher i had well gene cousineau reminds me of a mm-hmm. theater teacher i had in college who was all like someone would walk in with a genuinely traumatic event that happened to them and they'd be like why'd you miss class huh oh you should you should really you know m- muster yourself up and just use it right and it was just very pointed and very gene cousineau-esque like this is what you gotta do or else you fucked (laughs) so you know it was just like i've seen that and i've seen how that can fuck people up even more if they're fucked up yeah because uh it's just you know an it's outlet such, of trauma. Yeah, and it's such a like destructive method. Like I feel like meth, you know, method acting, quote unquote, was yeah. so like popularized and glamorized for a long time. But it's mm-hmm. so it's so destructive. Oh yeah. Like you shouldn't you should not be teaching people to you know channel their pain that way. It, you know, if doing your art is a way for you to help express those emotions, for some mm-hmm. people, sure, that is the right answer. But telling anyone who's gone through, especially a recently traumatic thing, to use it is is fucked up. Yeah, there's there's this story about like uh, Laurence Olivier talking to a, a young method actor. I can't remember if it was Brando or who, but uh, they were talking about like I need to put myself through this pain in order to um, get what I need out of the scene. And Laurence Olivier was just like, "Have you ever heard of acting, my boy?" <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fucking awesome. I, love that. I know, and he was like the most famous actor in the world at that time. So yeah. it's like. You know, you could put yourself through it or, you know, there's other means. But I think a lot of actors approach it as every project is different and has different demands depending on the vision of the director and like what you're trying to make happen. Yeah. So you just go about everything in a really different way Mm -hmm. Uh, if you're doing it right. I feel like getting a little too rigid could uh, lead to a rigid performance. Yeah. Well, yeah, we struggle because like it's... I. It's completely understandable that like those really painful traumatic roles are hard to portray if you don't have something traumatic in your past to like draw from. But mm-hmm. I think it's, it's specifically with young actors, mm-hmm. it's it's bad to teach them to lean on that. Mm-hmm. You know, like teach people to to act and be outside themselves to create these roles and not necessarily just using trauma. Yeah, and we're a lot more aware about mental health nowadays, so it's like. It's another thing that's a complexity in modern acting classes is that we have a lot more mental health vocabulary to combat these unhealthy practices with yeah. and defend ourselves. So, yeah, it's it's all very interesting, actually. And it's interesting how that closeness between Barry and Cousineau 
is explored in the show and how he seeks the approval from the acting class. Like these are all real dynamics that happen in acting classes. You're trying to every scene is your big moment in lights. You know, it's it's a chance to impress. Yeah. And Gene's approval meant everything to Barry, just like Fugues did at one point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's just a fantastic show. Yeah. I was going to say real quick on yeah. the the point of trauma and acting. Sorry to backtrack it to yeah, that. Actually, cool. within Barry, they even um, there's a section where they talk about that. I think when Sally teaches that class, mm. uh, and she you know abuses mentally abuses that girl and verbally, um, yeah. and the class is like, that's that, fucked up. That was abuse. Like that's not it's not teaching. Yeah, it's one. Um, it's like a couple years later, and they're already picking up on it. Yeah, um, the shit that her class didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's not yeah, it's not okay. It's and I think that's that's part of the transition mm-hmm. of generations. Like our our generation is more yeah. accountable with that stuff. But it, it's cool that the show commented on that in an interesting way. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. it's a it's a good reflection of how the country has been in the past couple of years. I mean, even just the way he walks into that grocery store at the end, fuming, walks up to the counter and says, "Guns." <laughs> And they just <laughs> strap him up. And then the image of those guns strapped to his back while he's just walking through a suburban grocery store is yeah. like, Jesus Christ. It's very fascinating talking about that scene. I think that scene is uh, interesting gun commentary. But mm-hmm. uh, so talking with one of my coworkers, who's uh, just as big of a Barry fan as us. Um, mm-hmm. He uh, and he's from LA. He grew up here. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that. And he's like, that scene was so unrealistic. Like that could never happen. You can't just walk somewhere and buy a gun. And I was like, dude, that's maybe not in California, but uh, a lot of other places you can. In Colorado, um, I've, yeah, I've been to some stores where you could. Yeah, Colorado is um, uh, a little less straightforward than the show. Like you can go in mm-hmm. and you can uh, at least last last I heard, you can get it there within like an hour. Mm-hmm. You basically or less than that even because you basically. Uh, right, fill out we paperwork. don't know how long Barry was standing there fuming. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do a quick background check. You get your mm-hmm. guns, um, mm-hmm. but depending on the state, it's like it completely varies. Uh, from what I what I've heard, mm-hmm. and this is not my own experience, so it's all secondhand. Yeah. But like a lot of places in Texas, you can just go buy guns. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, sure, that may not have worked worked in L.A. It's a you know, it's like a ten day hold or whatever in L.A. Mm-hmm. But that is very realistic for parts of the country. Period. Yeah. 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 Um, but it was interesting hearing someone that's from California just not realize Pinpoint that and have that, that be yeah. completely foreign to them. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, something I was going to say earlier, actually, and I got super sidetracked, yes. then we moved on, uh, with Noho Hank. Yes. Noho uh, Hank, favorite character, when they had that time jump... Uh, and I, I, you know, I listen, or I, I was reading an interview with Bill Hader where he's saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to see, essentially, mob boss Hank. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was expecting, I'm like, oh my god, Hank's gonna be like this evil, crazy person now. He's gonna be so, sc- he's gonna be like, you know, Walter White, season four. Um, he was mostly still Hank. He was still Hank. And in fact, at first, I, I was disappointed for a couple episodes that I was like, oh man, he's like, you know, it's he hasn't become like this big mob boss. He's like, in fact, he seems almost weaker than before. Well, by and, that last episode. Oh, by the last episode, that scene, he when he has that conversation with Fuchs, you see why, because he's like, I, I had. My, you know, I found my dream partner, and I screwed it up. Because I wanted to be safe. Yeah, and it's so sad. Mm-hmm. I remember even before the season started, uh, I've heard from three different people, and I I felt the same. The mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. All I really want is uh, 
Hank and Chris Ball to have a happy ending. I thought the exact same. Thing. Yeah, and I I and knew in my really heart it not. wasn't going to yeah. happen. But everyone wanted it. Because it makes sense. I mean, he wanted to work with the Chechnyans, and then Cristobal wanted to work with the new guys that they were assembling, and Cristobal was not going to reroute after Hank had them all killed. Um, yeah. He wasn't going to work with the Chechnyans, and now the Chechnyans were there, and they had no other defense, so Noho Hank was in kind of a pickle. Yeah. It's like, join is me it, or die. Is it Chechens or Chechnians? Oh. No, I'm not sure. I, f- I think it's Chechens. Chechens. I don't know, and I'm going to feel bad if I got that wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, we'll, well, we'll one see. One of them's right, the and we'll find out probably after we're done recording, <laughs> and then uh, hold it over the other one Yeah, yeah for a long yeah. time. Yep. We'll... Don't let them live it down. Okay. Yeah, that Ouch. sounds good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, man... This show, I think, is very cool because it's it's like um, <laughs> I would describe it as a comedy to drama spectrum. Um, yeah, specifically over the course of the season. Season mm-hmm. one is a comedy, mm-hmm. hands down. It's hilarious. It's it's really funny from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Even all moments. the violence is like shock humor in a way. Yeah, and there's there's like, you know there's a handful of like damn that was a dark moment mm-hmm. or that got real, but most of it's funny. Season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, is still that vibe, but it's had it's had a big shift. And it's got um, it leans its head into heavier yeah, territory. Darker and darker yeah. shit happens. And then the finale of season two. Wow. Yeah. That that scene just fukes. Mm-hmm. I just him screaming that is just burned into my brain. Yeah. Season three, super dark. Um yeah. yeah. I would say that season is just like a hostage situation season three it, yeah yes. that's how i would describe absolutely it. yeah do you uh all right do you have a favorite episode in this in the show that's so hard hard to answer yeah because there's moments in so many episodes that i love but i don't know if anything the pilot is so great yeah it, it establishes everything um creates the sandbox so I love that deeply, but there's also moments I love later on, like that motorcycle chase. Yes. Holy shit, that is an amazing sequence, and it's the least glamorized high-speed chase Yeah. on film, and it is the most watchable to me and most addictive. It's, it's the most realistic. Like yeah. You could see if someone was chasing you in life and you were trying to escape, That that's like the closest it would be. It's not like... That's what it would look like. You know, going off big ramps with explosions and power slides It's not and Fast stuff. and Furious. It's yeah, it's like a very scene. realistic... It's way slower than you would ever expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's the, the fight episode uh, with the big guy and the little girl. What was that? That was a, a while ago. I don't remember what that episode was called, but there's just like this crazy little girl who's trying to bite him, Barry. Yeah. And then there's the bigger guy who kind of looks like John Hamm, who they were just fucking oh, destroying each other in this fight was. scene. Yeah. Um, but the way that fight scene is shot is just really, really yeah. well done. So like uh, from a filmmaking standpoint, those two definitely are okay. pretty supreme, but also the last season overall, the the tableaus that they created, the mise-en-scene of, yeah. like, all this crazy shit that they were trying to put out there. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that. I would mm-hmm. say um, 
I think the first and the last season mm-hmm. are tied for me um, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. for for almost like I was saying that it's a spectrum, right? Like it slides mm-hmm. that way over the whole show. Mm-hmm. I think that the first and the last season were proudly one thing. You know, yeah. like the season two, and, and that's not a dig at season two or three because they're both at per- honestly perfect in my they're eyes. They're the um, building blocks that were needed. Yes, they are the transition seasons to get to that dark fucking crazy shit that ends the show. Um, but Man. season one is so funny. It takes me so off guard, makes me laugh mm-hmm. so hard. And season four had my jaw dropped. It so just many times. didn't care about the fan service of season one. It cared about where are these characters going. Yep. Yeah, and people getting their comeuppance. Yeah, um, yeah. But I will say, I think for favorite episodes, I mm-hmm. think it has to be the ending of season two. Yeah, just um, the how it's such a climactic moment in the whole show. Just yeah. that's like the yeah. that is the probably the the only truly unrealistic action. Actually, I guess there's probably a, a number of unrealistic action scenes, but that one is obviously it's almost absurd, and yet it's so just shocking and dark that it stops being absurd. It's <laughs> Also, I think, isn't that the first time we really see, like, Fugues and Kusino together all of a sudden? And Barry is like, where are you taking Kusino uh, to Fugues? And it's like, yeah. oh, Fugues has his fingers on Kusino. What, what's about to happen? Like, And Barry has to race to get there. It was such a climactic yeah. fucking moment. Dude, yeah. The I two think... that are never supposed to connect are connecting. Yes. It is. It's very interesting that there's characters in that show that like never meet, and when they do meet, what happens? Um, like Sally and Noho. Sally Hank. and Noho Hank. Yeah, I never really thought about the fact that they had never met until they meet in that scene, and it's almost like a like a tender understanding between them. Mm-hmm. And like, it feels like inappropriate for Sally to be in this world now. Like yes, like interacting with these characters now, and like. The way Hank treats her almost respectfully, like mm-hmm. like he's like he's clearly sorry, like he clearly does not want to do this or involve her, mm-hmm. but it's it's his only option. And even his attempt to keep the kid out of it, even like is is commendable. Like he's trying to save his own life, and yet he doesn't he doesn't want to hurt the kid. I know, man. What a what a fucking Buckwild show. I I fucking adored every minute of it. Uh, was heartbroken the moment it ended. Felt like it was not completely cathartic for me because, you know, I just fucking loved Barry and Noho Hank. They were my two favorite characters. They both fucking died. They both fucking died. And then my two least favorite characters in the first season, who I appreciate now, but still, yeah. Fugues and Sally, were the only two got away. And I was like, what the fuck? But yeah. it was still like, yes, everyone got what they deserved in the end. Yeah, maybe ex- besides Fuchs. Besides Fuchs, Fuchs is the one b- bad fucker that got away. Yeah, yeah. And even he still he did the right thing at he the did. end. He did. He did. Um, does not fucking redeem that piece of shit. Yeah, but you yeah. respect that Dude's one fucked. thing. <laughs> Dude is fucked. Yeah, that whole last season up until that moment, he's fucked. <laughs> Dude, it was so funny when the uh, the prison episode happens and he's you know he he got the shit beat out of him. Uh, yeah, over and over. I I said to Kyle and Anson we were watching it. He will run that prison. He's going to come back as a fucking gang leader. Uh, and they were like, what? No. 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 And it was true. And yeah, it was true immediately. Immediately. Fuck you guys. <laughs> You're like, I've seen this motif. I've seen this motif before. <laughs> I know it's fucking happening. I know it's going to fucking The fucking happen. raven will live. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh. Um, yeah. I. Overall, I think this is one of the best done shows of all time. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah there absolutely. is, for me, nothing that was disappointing. Yeah. It is a beautiful, beautiful arc. It ends exactly mm-hmm. when it needs to, and it it's it's not fan service. Yeah, it's not. It stays true to what it is. Yeah, it speaks speaks volume to Bill Hader as a writer, as a director, having directed the entire last season. Yeah. Um, uh, as a performer, wow, the depths that he went to in every way for that show. Just yeah. so dark this last season, and he owns um, every scene he's in. Yeah. I would never... I mean, I, I've loved Bill Hader for years and years, mm-hmm. and I would never have expected something like this from him. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love it. It's. I cannot wait to see what he does after this, too. He's, like, stretched how we view his type throughout one show. Just yeah. constantly stretching it. Yeah, he started like he he brought out the opening of the show comedic enough that all the cut like and we were know, like fans of Bill Hader oh, comedy yeah, can go in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he transitioned and fuck man. I'm so happy it. he did. I'm yeah, so everyone happy in the show he did. It. Yeah, dude, that ended. Succession ended the same night. Yeah. Ted Lasso just ended. Ah. Series finales all. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just I'm depleted on content right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Damn, I was glad to have it while I did. It's an absolute pleasure. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Final thoughts: I can't fucking recommend this show enough. Yeah, it's, definitely watch Barry. Um, yeah, it's hard for me to nail down like a single favorite show of all time, but I think this is it's up there at the very least top ten, probably top five. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens from uh, Bill Hader and Alec Berg in the future. And uh, make sure to tune in next time. On the leaves, the doors opens. Leave the door open. The podcast is available wherever you find your podcasts. Go ahead and leave us a review and give us a follow to get the latest updates on future episodes. And make sure to check out Barry, available now on Max. Thanks for listening. Until next week. No, I don't mean to upset anyone, but I would really appreciate it if you would leave the door open. You're upsetting someone. Who?